Hey, no intro here. I am bringing AJ back for this special episode to talk about the murder of Angelo Quinto, who died after suffering from police brutality in response to a psychotic episode. I have been really amazed by the online activism AJ has been doing for the past couple of weeks on behalf of Angelo and his family's cause. Um, And as many people can relate, I felt frustrated once again, like seeing all of AJ's posts and just kind of clicking share and wondering if I'm even making a difference. And then it dawned on me that I now have a platform and a literal voice that I can use to make a change. So I wanted to record an episode with AJ and I wanted to record this like as soon as possible. So I did it yesterday, the day after I worked a night shift with minimal editing. Um, So this episode is obviously very different from my normal ones, but at the end of the day, AJ really puts it best when he says that advocating for just causes and against brutality is at the core of nursing. Um, This episode does contain content about racial injustice and police brutality, and I also have AJ talk about his experience foraying into the world of social media activism and giving his tips for how to be a good advocate as a young adult in 2021. So without further ado, here it is. Hey, AJ, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me back, Elsie. Yeah, of course. I am so excited to hear about um, everything that you've been doing and to get the story of Angelo Quinto's death out um, and let as many people know about it as possible. So I'm just going to get into it. Um, Please just share for anyone who doesn't know who Angelo Quinto is and what happened to him. Mm -hmm. So Angelo Quinto, he was a 30-year-old Filipino-American Navy veteran. Um, He lived in Antioch, California, which is just outside the Bay Area. And on December 23rd of 2020... Um, He has, you know, he has a history of mental health issues, PTSD, and on December 3rd of 2020, at night, he was going through a mental health episode, uh, a crisis. He was at home with his sister and his mom, and things were kind of getting out of hand of how to handle his situation. So um, his sister called 911, and they dispatched a police officer or I guess the police, followed by EMTs. And by the time that they got there, Angelo was pretty much calmed down. And, and he was like hugging his mom or, and they were both on the floor. And when the police came in, they kind of restrained and and detained Angelo on the floor. Um, According to the family, put a neck, put a, put their knees to his neck for a few minutes, like switching positions to like the one officer after the other. And after a brief period of time, um, he became unresponsive. And then uh, that's when the mom started videotaping the situation. He was unresponsive. They started doing CPR. They went to the hospital. And then three days later on the 26th of December, he passed away. And since then, it was really in, 
in January, the police came public with this, with what happened, um, but it seemed to be under wraps. But then on January, on February 18th, I believe of 2021, the family came public with a, with a filing against the police department, which is where, which is when we kind of all heard about it. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely tragic. Mm. Um, I found out about this through you and through your advocacy on social media about it. And one thing I noticed is that probably you were posting about this probably like a week or so before anything hit like the major headlines. Um, And, you know, this happened in December and across the country from where you are. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering how did you learn about it? Mm -hmm. You know, I remember pretty vividly how it happened. It was either like really early morning of the 19th. It might have been like two o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Um, I just got off the phone with my boyfriend and then I went on Reddit, which I never go on Reddit anymore, but I saw this article. One of the first articles that popped up was by the, the Mercury News or something, a local Bay Area publication. And pretty much it was, it. they kind of told the story about Angela Kinto. And this is on like the Filipino American subreddit, I think. Um, and that kind of, that drew all my attention and I read through the article I watched the videos and I was like I looked it up and no one was talking about it at all I saw three local Bay Area newspapers I saw maybe 10 posts on Instagram um, none of which were like blowing up in any way I googled it and there was no coverage so at that moment, at like two o'clock in the morning, as I'm getting ready for night shift that night, because I, I stay up during night, I stay up to prepare for my night shifts. It kind of dawned on me at like a singular moment that I think it's my, I think it's going to be me who's going to be breaking this news to everyone, or I'm going to try. So I kind of scrambled, try to find everything that I could. Um, I like screen recorded interviews. Um, part of the incident that Angelo Kinto's mom recorded, tried to make it pretty for Instagram, something that people would be able to easily read through, uh, something digestible. And right before I went to bed at like seven in the morning, I was like, okay, here goes nothing. And I just threw it out there. And when I woke up, I saw people were reading it and sharing it. And it was kind of I was like in awe in that in that moment that it, it started getting it started gaining traction. Wow. And you just went right to work. Yep. I went to work and I was very distracted by by <laughs> the amount of uh, by the like sheer amount of traction that the post was getting, which led to other media sites sharing it and other people taking notice. And I was like, wow. How, like, me, I'm I'm this kid over here on the East Coast in New Jersey reading about a man who was killed by police on the complete opposite coast of this country and just trying to, like, make a difference and make sure people hear that story from the other side of the, other side of the country. I was like, wow. Wow. The, the power of social media. 
Yeah, that's that's truly amazing. Um, but this was just the start. Over the next like couple of weeks, um, things continued to grow, and you continued to kind of like create a presence for um, Angelo and his story. So walk me mm-hmm. through um, the rest of those next couple of weeks for you. Yeah, it was, um, I would say, what's today? So it's, it might've been a little over two weeks now. And during that first week, I was kind of, I was very consumed in that, in the advocacy and making sure that his story was being shared. Um, once I saw it kind of like reached a critical level where nearly everyone in my social circle was talking about it. Um, and it was kind of, what is, it was very tiring. I, I never knew how tiring like activism could be. This is like my first, I'm dipping my toes in the water here. Um, and I know there are like so many different forms of activism, but for me, this is like extremely tiring trying to keep up with um, updating a website that I created um messaging the family keeping touch with the the official angelo kinto um social media sites like on twitter facebook and on instagram and also you know producing producing like content on instagram that could be easily shared um that's kind of how i how i tailored this advocacy stuff because i know that really long text and things that don't catch your eye like don't gain traction sometimes so trying to tap into what I've been trying to do on like my platform and channeling that into um, change making and act and activism it wasn't really until maybe a week after no not a week um, I would say three days after large media news outlets were covering the story and like AJ actually I'm gonna stop you because I you've done so there were so many steps that you Mm -hmm. took after the initial Instagram post can you actually just walk me through all of the things that you did Mm, sure so I mean I feel like I didn't do too much I I created this post I sent it out people were sharing it um, and then I just kept resharing and resharing everything I was tagged in on my stories. Uh, I created some, I created two reels after I created the website, which is a card, angelokinto.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. And I created that website just to streamline all this information because I had no idea if there was any centralized, you know, news um resource for this like petitions donations news articles and stuff like that i created that i created a reel to to kind of showcase what this website was i went to the uh the town halls that were being hosted by the city of antioch uh, by the city council i listened in on them for a little bit um and from that, I was able to, I took a video of the conversation that was happening. And during the public comment, Angelo's mom actually did that just for a little bit. And from that, I was able to create a reel and share her story. 
and what she was going through. And then I just, from there, I let everything else happen by other people sharing, creating their own content, sharing that and networking that way. I haven't really done too much since other than updating the, the website. How did you end up in contact with Angela's family? Did you reach out to them? I actually did not reach out to them. I did not even know that the the Instagram account that I was interacting with, which is at justice for Angelo Quinto on Instagram, was their family until I, uh, I think I tagged them or something, or they said thank you in one of my posts. And we started messaging and I was like, are you, are you connected with Angelo? And they're like, oh, we're the family. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, I'm actually interacting with the, the people who, who are family members of Angelo Kinto, who I created this post for, you know? Wow, that's amazing. Um, you express kind of over that, the course of those past two weeks um a little bit about the emotional toll that doing all of this has had on you um and i can't even imagine you really continuing to work full-time nights in the icu Mm -hmm. in new jersey where you work um and just balancing all of that with everything going on could you talk a little bit more about that experience for you Mm -hmm. um the lucky the what i was happy about was that so i worked that one night right I posted and then I worked it that night. I worked that night. Um, but our census was so low and I was actually, I was actually part of like a seasonal incentive pay pretty much like I'm, I'm scheduled to work extra, but that means I'm also at the risk of being canceled. So that week kind of fell into place really well because I was canceled like twice and I was able to then really focus on responding to people, sharing the messages of like Justice for Angelo Quinto, for example. Um, but I was also on, on a night schedule too, being on call and then being canceled, you know. And at the end of my days or at the end of my nights, my eyes and my brain would just be fried because I'm responding to all of these comments and and posts and stuff and i i was just exhausted and i I needed to take a step back every day yeah absolutely i can't even imagine i'm so i've been so proud to watch you do all of this and to personally know you and to be your friend i just wanted to say because i you think you didn't do very much, but I, I've seen it. And, you know, you were telling me how, how much time you were spending just, you know, mm-hmm. on screens, contacting people, sharing things, making posts, being an advocate. And I can see it too. And I think a lot of people can, and I'm just incredibly proud. Um, I, you know, I thought of something interesting while you were talking about all of this, especially with like the sharing on social media, um, until this point, your AJ, the nurse Instagram account has been like mainly focused on nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you do have, you've already made some really, really awesome educational content. That's not purely about nursing. Um, but for the most part, it was centered on 
you and you being AJ, the mm-hmm. nurse. Um, but this was kind of a something a little bit different from that. Um, in my opinion, at the same time, this is exactly, you know, part of what nursing should be. Um, and I'm really proud to see you do that. But I just wanted to hear kind of like your take about um, like the healthcare social media versus like general social media space and how to be an advocate um, while being mm-hmm. in both. Uh, early on, I knew that the handle AJ the nurse wouldn't encompass everything that I would create on this post. I wanted to create, you know, a platform initially that was like all nursing stuff, right? Um, but I, even after my first post, I knew that this was going to transform into something of advocacy, something about my Filipino identity and nursing as well. Um, so this post isn't, it's like nothing I, it's not like I didn't imagine that I would create something like this. Um, but, you know, bringing, bringing it back to nursing in this context, nurses are supposed to advocate for, for everyone, all their patients, even in the public health sphere, you know, in public health, the community is your patient. And when you can't really defend or protect your community um, from brutal forces like this that was committed on Angelo Quinto uh, leading to his death, like that's that's a grave injustice. And that's something that nurses should advocate, um, you know, be staunch advocates against. It's not always in the hospital setting and it's not always um, at the bedside, but advocating for for just causes, um, advocating against brutality is at the core of nursing when you when you break it down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you are just being a really awesome role model of that. Um, for anyone who sees what you're doing and follows you. Um, share with me your biggest takeaways from this whole experience. If you see something wrong, it's like, if you see something wrong, make try to make it right and make it just. Um, I never really thought that I could have an impact at all um, on this social media platform, let alone... Uh, I don't want to say spark a movement, but like be one of be one of the first people to to bring this to light. Um, I never knew that was possible for me, um, and now that I've taken taken the leap and done it for myself, I've seen like the beauty and the power of social media and how really interconnected we all are. And I guess overall, it's like take that leap is kind of the message that I've gotten from all of this advocacy and activism. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of young people, people from our generation see uh, the death of Angelo Quinto, see George Floyd, see, you know, so many events of injustice and want to do something, but there is often a struggle between like, am I just, you know, clicking share, mm-hmm. but not actually, you know, doing my part and like, what can I do? Um, and I think you've been a really great example of how to be a good advocate. Um, but 
I wanted to give you the opportunity um, to share advice for others who want to be leaders and advocates Mm -hmm. in this way. Uh, Starting off is always uncomfortable. I I never realized how uncomfortable uh, I was until I created that and posted the initial post. And that was something I had to get used to sharing my opinions and kind of being loud, being really loud on social media. Uh, that's something that you have to be comfortable with. Not everyone's going to agree with you. I've, there are so many hateful comments in this post, but I, I decided to shrug it off and know that um, the people who support me are eventually backing me up, you know, in response to them and in response to the situation. Um, yeah, the advice is really like, you got to step out of your comfort zone. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. And to a lot of people, they they have no clue what's going on. And it's your job to make it heard. Absolutely. That is wonderful advice. And I think I've been focusing a little bit on you and what you've done. Um, because I think so many people can learn from your perspective and your experience. Um, but I also don't want to push to the side mm-hmm. Angelo mm-hmm. and his death and what's happened. Um, so what can people do? So at the moment, there's been two um, city council meetings. One was like scheduled one where like so many people showed up and spoke um, on behalf of Angelo and and you know produce a lot of public comments there was a second one that happened same thing happened um but i wasn't able to tune in really to that and because the family has these uh three public call to actions and the three of them are to to ban the knee to neck um restraint in antioch to implement a 24 7 mental health crisis team or crisis line in a city and also the last one is to require body cameras on all officers, which I'm not too sure that body cameras were were worn or available um, at the time that Angela was restrained and murdered. So Enyok, I believe, is working on the body cameras and the 24-7 mental health crisis line, but they did not address the knee and neck restraint at all during their meetings. So, you know, folks have been advocating and letting the city council know what what we demand, you know, even though we're not citizens of Antioch. Um, but they can sure tell that this is this has become like a global and a, a national and an international movement, to say the least. At the moment, I'm really just um, keeping tabs with the Facebook group where they give the most up-to-date uh, information about the the calls to action and the case because you know I believe the the death report for Angelo Kinto is still being processed or it's not released yet and you know the public filing against the police department is still underway so we we don't know really from the le- from the legal aspect where um, where we are right now okay thank you um 
anything else you want to share about everything before I have you share um, just like links and all of the different places that people can join and Mm -hmm. click and read to find information anything else that you want to just like share um some I guess like what I want to share or maybe something I'm worried about is that this all happened really in the span of a week right it became it came from local to national to international and now that um the buzz is kind of simmering down you know not too many people are are talking about Angelo Kinto anymore. I guess until um, new things pop up or developments happen in the case. But I'm just afraid that these people live on like social media and on the headlines for like a week at a time. Like we had um, like Christian Hall who was murdered in December um, an Asian American man in Pennsylvania who was shot by police, and he was on. He was a big social media buzz a few weeks ago, and that's kind of dimmed down. And then now Angelo Kinto comes, um, and now that's kind of fading away too. And that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I don't want all of this activism and all of this awareness to go to go in vain or to go to waste. And I hope when further developments happen, that the same people who were there at the beginning are also there to to bump them up too. Yeah, absolutely. And for people listening, as we've heard, AJ's done a lot, but he's just one person. He can't keep this up alone. If you are listening to this now, if you've been touched by this story, if you want to do something, find AJ's posts, find the links to the card, find other posts that resonate with you about what has gone on and share it. Talk about it with your family members, talk about it with your friends, um, bring it back out into the world and keep it out there. Um, So that's my call to action for anyone listening. Um, I guess I wanna end with AJ, can you share any and all of the links, accounts, Mm -hmm. places people can go for information? Yeah, the the primary place you wanna go to find any information or updates about Angelo Quinto and his family is at um, is on a website justiceforangelokinto.card c-a-r-r-d dot co um, that'll bring you links to their Instagram which is at justiceforangelokinto um, I believe their Twitter and the Facebook group and that's like the hub for everything for you to find for my personal one that I created which I created before I even knew that there was that the family had one, what is um, angelokinto.card.co. Um, I update it every now and then, but there hasn't been really any any news. And then my Instagram handle is at AJ the nurse if you want to see the original posts that I that I made on February 19th, and then the two reels afterwards. Okay, great. And you've all heard it here. Thank you so much, AJ, for coming on to talk. Uh, Again, I am just so incredibly proud to be your friend and to have seen you do all of this. Thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you, Kelsey, for having me and giving me the platform to really amplify um, Angela Kinto's story. It means a lot. Thanks so much for listening. 
I provided resources in my description and in my Instagram post for places you can go for more information about Angelo and his family's case. Please share Angelo's story, AJ's posts, and these resources with your friends and family and followers so we can keep Angelo's name and his story in circulation. Just because I feel like I've been throwing a lot of content out at you guys lately, um, like all at once, I will be releasing part two of my interview with Mary a week from this Sunday. And then from there, we'll be resuming regular episodes at the beginning of the week, every other week. So again, thank you for listening. Sending you all so much love. As always, I am here for you if you need me through, you know, message me on Instagram, leave a review on the podcast, um, just reach out. I'm always here for you guys.